Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Today on Aim Higher, we're talking about how to improve and build your leadership presence. Leadership presence. Interesting two words. Often it's hard to explain when people say what they mean, leadership presence. Many say it's, you only know it when you see it, leadership presence. It's perhaps closely rooted in self-confidence. What is leadership presence? And I was doing some research and looking at what people think of as leadership presence. One website, Corporate Class Inc., said, we define leadership presence as the ability to connect authentically, build confidence in others, and inspire and motivate people into action. And As many of those types of definitions you can find, they're very, very different. Everybody will look at it differently. I think about leadership presence as grace under pressure and confidence and character. It means something different to each person, and yet it's an important quality. It's something that you can't really define, but that leadership presence is definitely something that we look at, think about, feel, sense, if you will. So today, talking about leadership presence, we have... An amazing panel, Tammy Spade, People, Purpose, Place. Welcome back, Tammy. Thank you, Skip. Drew Bordas, Operations and All Things Associated. Welcome back, Drew. Thank you, Skip. And we have the famous Chip Nilgis. I say famous because Chip and Skip, and it confuses everybody. All things, I don't know what to say about it, business development and Everything else that you do. Oh, thanks, good. Technology, I'll throw in. Who knows? Eternal optimist. It, he is an eternal mm-hmm. optimist. Glad to be here. Yeah. If you have some horrible thing going on, just go to Chip and I'll say, that's great. We have 12 new things. What about an opportunity. Op- yes, exactly. So we're talking about leadership presence. What is leadership presence to you? What are a few of the things that come to your mind when you think about leadership presence? Tammy, let's start with you when you think about leadership presence. I think You think of, Skip Pritchard? I think of Skip Pritchard, absolutely. <laughs> the very essence of it. But, and in addition, I think of composure, I think of confidence. You mentioned confidence, but I think of composure. Someone who is composed, controlled, not flying off the handle, you know, not acting in an uncontrolled, unplanned way, and somebody that instills confidence. And what's so interesting to me about leadership presence is it's not based just on style. You know, you think of a person, get in your mind that person you think has great leadership presence, they may have a very different style. Some might be quiet, some might be more out front, some may be more kind of knowledge, leading from a position of knowledge. So I do think that temperament and style are not indicators, but composure for me and confidence stick out. And it manifests itself in very different ways. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. There's there's not one model. I think that's why people say you know it when you see it. Because you can see it incredibly different on a spectrum, and yet you say, well, that person has leadership presence. And then you point to someone else who has leadership presence, and they don't at all look the same. That's kind of what you're saying. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm thinking of two basketball coaches. I never talk about basketball, but I'll I'll just throw these two out. So Coach K just retired after a long career with Duke as a basketball men's basketball coach. Not a screamer, not a yeller, 
quiet presence, very intense, you know, kind of his eyes boring through you as, you know, he's coaching his team. And then you think of someone more animated, like, you know, a Bobby Knight of the past, both leaders, but both leading in very different ways. Great example. Totally different coaches and yet both have leadership presence and mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. You didn't pick somebody that didn't have success. I did not. It's nice to have success yes, and leadership right. presence. I yes. guess you could have leadership presence and be a failure. But... Oh, you can. I've got an example or two of that. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully it's not me. It's not you. Drew, let's, what well, would you say leadership I've presence? I've got mixed feelings on this one because I think the reason it's important, I think, is because a leader cannot actually have a one-on-one relationship with everyone in the company, the world. The, the You just can't. It's impossible. And so as a leader, you have to be able to provide confidence that I know what I'm doing. You can believe in me. You can trust me. Absent a relationship, right? Once you have a relationship, like I've known you for years, I don't care if you're in sweatpants and a sweatshirt or in a suit and tie. I know you. I know what you stand for. I know what you. I know what you believe. I, I completely trust you. But people that don't know you, there's a judgment. I expect my CEO to look a certain way, and I think where that can go wrong, Malcolm Gladwell in the book Blink. It's fascinating. Are you going to get to that too? I was. It's on my. He's, yeah, he's got. A, he's got a chapter called the Warren Harding Error. And he uses that president as an example of when we make a snap judgment and we are horribly wrong. The person looks the part, they're everything we want them to be, in my view, and they actually are not that. And we can actually just shut down our judgment because it looks the part. We think, oh, they'll be a great CEO, they'll be a great head of sales. Look, he's six foot five, that's how it should be. Not all the time. So you've got to be careful with this, I think. That made me think about uh, Michael Dukakis in the tank, if you remember that, years ago. I think inspires confidence, Tammy, what you said certainly resonates with me. I would add to that the ability to see from various points of view and bring people who are quite different together around a common vision and set of objectives, not tied to a particular type of personality, as you said. But that, in my mind, is something leaders are capable of doing uniquely. Excellent point. And going back to this Malcolm Gladwell book, Blink, I think is very important. It's the first thing I think about when I think about leadership presence. The Harding example is a good one. But it's one because leadership presence, if you don't guard against it, can be very stereotypical. And if you think about our need to have more diverse leadership, you can end up saying, you know, there's bias that's built in that says the leader must be tall, white, gray hair, man from central casting, et cetera, in this old guard and this old way of thinking because it's been so indoctrinated into the system that you think this is what success looks like. This is what a leader looks like. Now, fortunately, we're in a world that's changing rapidly, and there are many more examples that you can see terrific women leaders and all different kinds of leaders. You can have, you know, going back using these presidents from long ago, you can think about a leader like FDR and they they hid the fact that he was wheelchair bound because that didn't project the leadership presence that they wanted an American president to have. And yet today, I think we'd be more accepting to say you can be a leader that way, but maybe not so much, right? Maybe not so much. It's so in our mind. So I think we can 
aspire to that. So I would just say leadership presence has a lot of guardrails that you need to be very careful that your leadership presence is measuring things that is truly leadership, the ability to bring energy, the ability to bring inspiration, the ability to galvanize around an idea. Those are leadership qualities, but not the way you look, not the way you just sound. I think you have to be very careful not to make these superficial judgments. And Malcolm Gladwell's book, he talked about the professor and how quickly you can judge a professor. And if you judged them at the end of the whole course and did an evaluation or after five minutes or even after 30 seconds, and they found that it really didn't differ too much. We make snap judgments on whether or not we like somebody, et cetera. I'd say when you're presenting to a large group of people, there's always some that will love you, some that won't. And you can't win over everybody because you may just remind them of a horrible uncle that they grew up with and they can't get that out of their mind or an actor from a show and they just dislike that character. And it's very hard to overcome that because you're overcoming a visceral kind of gut reaction to that. So I think it's an excellent point to make in terms of leadership presence. How do you improve your leadership presence? So when I ask people how you improve their leadership presence, it's interesting that people always come down to things like external appearance, dress, how you stand, how you walk, how you hold yourself. And I find that very interesting because if you ask people about the qualities they want in leadership, those are not the ones they want. They don't think- Not consciously. Not consciously, right. And we're in an era, think about dress, where things have changed radically, even during the pandemic, as things have gotten much more relaxed. And so you're seeing whole professions where you know, go to Wall Street, you'd never see people not in suit and tie, and now you're not seeing that anymore. Wow, there's no tie. Wow, that's big. But the more relaxed people get, does that change who they are? Does it change their leadership? Maybe. Sometimes there's studies that show how you dress does impact your performance at work. It is interesting. Most people will start with that. I will say a few things that you can work on. Your communication skills. So leadership presence, communication skills is big. And it's not just how you speak. It may be how you listen. Leadership presence, if you really take that in and get everybody's point of view and accept all of that, what other ways would you think you could work on your leadership presence? I think being authentic, and I know that's an overused word sometimes, but not being too packaged, you know, not looking too much like you're coming from central casting. And when I say looking, I mean in a variety of different ways, not just external appearance. But people are naturally drawn to someone else who is just real and open, maybe admits mistakes. You don't want to, you know, admit your life's mistakes and take away confidence that people need to have in you. But I do think that just being more open, and I've seen a shift in leadership development training. When I think about the years I've been in leadership development, there was a lot of focus on external and on kind of how you showed up some focus on communication. Now you see a lot more focus on diversity, which is just an incredible opportunity, on more authentic communication, and you know, still the, the same desire for someone to follow who's composed and who can instill and inspire and motivate and set the way, but not expecting perfection. I would say not being afraid of showing your passion for your work. I find that bringing people together around a project requires that they believe that you believe in the mission of the organization and the efficacy of the project, whatever you're trying to. And and I think sometimes 
new leaders in particular are thinking too much about how they should appear and not enough about getting people on board emotionally with the project or the results. Great points. I think about EQ and awareness of others. I think people with a leadership presence can walk into a room and get a sense of that room and feel that room and know where people are and can move people from where they are to where they need them to be in a way that's just magical. And that is a leadership presence. And to some, it's a born gift, but to others, you can cultivate that to learn to not be just internal in my mind or focused on what I'm going to say, but to think broad. I'm looking at the horizon of the room and I'm looking at the furthest points and I'm seeing people and I'm seeing the interaction points and I'm saying, and I'm feeling, where are they? And you can learn that and ask people you know, how they're feeling that I think can make a leader have more charisma and be you know, more present. But you know, leadership presence requires your presence. And that means you're not in your head, you're not lost, you're not in yesterday's work, you're not th- worried about tomorrow. You're present. And that authenticity, Tammy, that you were talking about, you can feel it because they're present and you know it. So you know that they're there. And that presence is what makes leadership presence. You know, it's both of those words. So link leadership and presence. So all the things you think about great leaders, what would those be? And what does it mean to be present? When you link those together, you get leadership presence. Interestingly, when you think about leadership presence, you think about a leader, you usually don't say wearing a suit and tie or wearing this particular business suit or whatever. You don't think that. You think about leadership. When you think about presence, you think about somebody who's connecting and listening and in tune with you, and you don't think about those other things. And I think the more that we do that underneath, the more we will actually get to what leadership presence may be. And to me, it's a focusing on others. So that servant leadership, that focusing on others, I'm here not for me, but for you. So leadership presence isn't a performance. It's not a performer. So you can have somebody who, you know, you can go to great comics. I love to watch a great comic perform their art. It's amazing. If they're performing, that's just a great comic. But if they have comic presence, you can feel this magic in the room where they're really sensing everything that's going on and they may call out people in the audience and and you can feel that. I think leadership presence is very similar, but it's not a performance. It's an authenticity that links them there in a different way. How do you react to some of those things I'm saying? I think there's a bit of humility in what you're talking about too and authenticity and you mentioned it in servant leadership and I'm reminded of a story I heard about a woman who'd been recently promoted to president of international Pepsi-Cola. She had two young kids. Her mother was at home helping her with the kids, and she got home late, you know, and told her mother about this tremendous promotion. And her mother said, well, you know, your kids, we need milk. Your kids need milk. You need to go to the store. And she, but I've just been promoted to the president of this or that. And her mother said, well, leave your crown in the garage and go get, you know, so I think being authentic and not being too impressed with yourself and not getting too into yourself is a attractive quality. So there's a sense of humility there too with leadership presence. And I love that story when she tells that. It's so powerful. Yeah. It's that when you go home and that's all very nice, take out the trash. Yes. That was the yes. R.L. Stein, wasn't it? That, yes. Uh, yeah. Do you want to say that more? Well, no, uh, we were, I think we were talking to the author, Steve Barry, who I love. 
he didn't like talking about himself, so he'd tell a story about other famous people, and he's telling a story about R.L. Stein. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, oh, my God in China, and, and the, the Goosebumps author, and he had just been on the Today Show and just, you know, was just this fabulous day for him, and comes home, and his wife is like, that's wonderful, it's trash day, please pull it around. It's just such a real thing. And, and again, it's, it's back to what you said, I don't remember if it was this podcast or the previous episode, where leaders are not robots. You know, they are people, they are human, um, whether you like it or not. It's good. It's good to be authentic. I always think of that story when I'm taking out the trash, yes. which was last night. And we have this very long driveway, and you just go on and on and on. I'm always thinking of that story. I think of it when I'm cleaning up after the dogs. I'm like, yep, big leader out here in the yard. Yeah. <laughs> it means a lot. It's good to be grounded and to think about, you know, humility. I think, Tammy, as you said, it, that's the authenticity that's there. If you're authentically... A jerk, though, maybe you need to work on that a little bit first. Yeah, dial that down. <laughs> How about if somebody is speaking? You know, you look at someone speaking and they have leadership presence. What do you notice? Organized, planful. Clear. Clear. Confident. In command of the content. Yeah. Knows what they're talking about. And is speaking with the appropriate register to the room. I'm speaking to a group of executives. I'm speaking to the team that's implementing the project. I have a different register. Know the on. audience. Right. Engage, right. if appropriate, with the audience. Yeah. yeah. And as a student of watching great speakers, it's interesting to me to watch that and to just say, that person has presence or this person's struggling and try to identify why and the tactics of that. Was it their pose? And there's not one up? way to do it. No, there's not right? one way. I mean, I think about, like, think about you and think about like Lorcan Dempsey. Both great speakers, radically different styles, right? But they both work. Right. Both authentic. There's not a cookie-cutter way. No, there? there isn't. And I think understanding that as a person, like, okay, what's your gift? What are you just naturally good at? What's the part that you're struggling with? And how? And get, here's some ideas of how to prop that up. I think you've brought up a great point, too, about a leader who has presence is attentive to who they're surrounding themselves with because they may have that gift that Skip has talked about of being able to read the room, but they may not necessarily be as operationally focused or you know they may be very specialist in some areas but generalist in others. I think people with leadership presence know what their weaknesses are or the things they just don't enjoy doing and know how to surround themselves with people who are really skilled in that area. Yeah, stay in your lane. Stay in that giftedness. And the more you stay in that gifted area that's unique to you, your own bright spot, the more leadership presence you will have. I think it's also important this. We, I always say leadership shines a light on others. And so if you want to have leadership presence, it's not all about you. And there's much more presence when you start pointing out other th people that are leading or you bring someone else up on stage or you share that spotlight or you give it to somebody else. That's leadership presence. Leadership presence is not... I'm putting that spotlight on me and it's going to stay there because even if you're the only one talking during that talk, are you shining the light on other people or is it all about you? And you know that authentically, whether or not somebody is putting that spotlight on others. And I think it makes them much more likable, much more present, much more of a leader because leadership is about a team. If it's just about you, you're not leading anyone. And so, as John Maxwell says, if you're a leader and you get to the top of the mountain and you're all alone, it's, you're a hiker, not a leader. So you know, think about it is with others. You don't want to just be a hiker. So all good ways to improve and build your leadership presence. So 
This has been interesting because I didn't know where we would go because when you describe leadership presence, people will always say, well, you don't know what it is until you see it, and you can give examples in it. And I think you can see leaders in corporate world, in politics, in sports, and very different people, and yet you can say that's a leader who has presence. And it connects those two words in a unique way, leadership and presence. And if you master it, you will definitely aim higher. If you have leadership presence, success will be attracted to you because success, as Jim Rohn says, success comes because of who you are. So success is not something you attract, but the person you become. And that is the way that you can aim higher. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre, always aim higher.